I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the very latest legal headlines everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down for you, and we go straight from gavel to your news feed. And I promise you this, y'all, every single week, we're going to keep it a buck, keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Let's go ahead and hold court. Let's do it. All right, so I got some hints from your Instagram, D, but where in the world were you this week? You know what? Hell, I don't know where I was, <laughs> okay? I was out in the middle of nowhere in the desert, the high desert of California out in Joshua Tree, so it was really dope, yeah. Come on, Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm, something different, you know what I'm saying? How was your weekend, E? I love that about you. You know, you're never going to put uh, Dustin Ross in the box, baby. I'm going to bust right out that motherfucker every time, every time, or bust out of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I was having a, a lovely yet basic weekend in uh, Viva La, Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Oh, Usher. You went to the Usher okay. show. And How was it, E? Oh, my God. Dustin, your friend got her entire fucking I love it. Listen, it was it was the vibes. Um, it gave me everything it was supposed to give, as the kids say. From, okay. Uh, you know, Usher is a performer. You know, yes. and I don't really... A couple of things about me. Number one, I don't really like concerts. I don't like large spaces. I mm-hmm. don't like venues. I'm not somebody that's going to sit around refreshing my screen to get, you know, $600. <laughs> like, that's just, I that's don't That's not you. That. Okay. Okay. Me, me and YouTube, me and iTunes are just fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Certain performers, and I'm going to tell you the, the category that I'm looking for. It has to be an usher. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got to be... The total package, the vocal talent, the, the dancing, total, the performance right. I element. The vocals, I need the dancing, I need live band music playing, yeah. and I need uh, costumes. I need an aesthetic. Yeah. And Usher gave everything. He looked spectacular. Um, Mr. Combs, Puffy, Diddy, Love, whatever this uh-huh. is being referred to these days, uh, came out for a cute little bop. Um, gave us some renditions of all about the Benjamins and a few other songs. So that was cute. Um, Cause you know, a lot of celebs have been going out there to see the residency, of course. Yeah. And this was the last weekend D before he's got one more show that's going to happen during the holidays and that's it. So it's a very limited engagement. So I had, wow, to get my okay. mm-hmm. I met my line sister out there and we just, it was, it was auntie night out, honey. Okay. We had a blast. Um, Usher gave everything. I love that. Okay, well, you look, you're making me want to go now. Usher's one of the it's last really real performers left, so I, I definitely want to go. And he still sounds great. You mm-hmm. know, there's people that um, we, I actually had a, a <laughs> I was just reading some people for filth uh, where we were getting dressed. Okay. that owe me money, Dustin. You know, Ooh, they owe me money, yes, Ebony. money to see them and good money, and I don't see everybody. Yeah. Um, so when I go see you, I have an expectation that you're going to sound somewhat similar than you have on the recording. Right. And there are some people out here charging people money for live performance. They have no business doing so. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'm going to leave it there for today. Okay. Well, you but know, I'm ready whenever you are. So. Yeah, you keep touch with me. I'm on names of names. There you go. People that you should avoid. <laughs> That's um, right. I'm trying to be good today, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be good, Ebony. I know. I know. And I'm trying to be good, too. But the next is about three people that if mm-hmm. I see them post up and have the audacity to ask people to come and pay to see them, I the might have gall. to be nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are people that I've seen in the last two years pre-COVID. So. Mm-hmm. But anyways, not 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 on the list of Usher Raymond. Usher was fabulous. Um, the dancing, again, the visuals. I loved everything he wore. Uh, most of it was Balmain, which you know I I'm partial to as well. So yes, I thought, yeah, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I um, love it. But it was dope. It was dope. If you get a chance, uh, he's got like I said, he's got one more uh, set of performances out in Vegas. He's playing Caesars. It's I want to say it's like December 27th through the 30th or something like that. Get your butt on out there. It's worth it. It's That's worth a good it. time to go to Vegas, too, because it's not so unbearably hot. You know what I right, mean? Right, as it was this past weekend. But Ooh, you know Lord. what? We got some pool time in. We, we okay. stay hydrated. I, because I'm so much older now, I know how to do Vegas differently. The key <laughs> is water. Who water. Knew? Water. Yes, it'll save your life in Las it Vegas. It'll save your entire life. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is why I almost died every time I came to Vegas before. 
<laughs> We're not drinking enough water at 23. Got yep. it. Got That's it. the last thing I'm thinking about drinking in Vegas in my 20s is water. No, but you're right. And broke. Can I tell you how broke we were? That we were like, no, everything needs to be alcohol because we're trying to hurry up and get drunk. How were we doing that? I think back to some of those times, Ebony, when I've been in Vegas, literally hitting the wall. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how did I even get here? But that's exactly how drinking that damn liquor and just drinking not that damn liquor. Yep. It's 115 degrees and you're not drinking water. Yep. Yep. And there you have it. Shout out to H2O. Okay, <laughs> so let's get into this first story on the docket. It's a it's a really sad one, but the reason I'm bringing it up is, A, people are talking about it, and B, I want people to have a little bit of a clear understanding of uh, some of the legal elements at play in this story, Dustin. Yeah, because this was a motherfucker right here, Ebony. I ain't going to lie. Indeed. Indeed. And, and a lot of people are talking about it, D, so we'll unpack it. Here is a former American Idol contestant. Um, her name is Saisha Mercado. Mm-hmm. Her and her partner, um, her male partner, have lost custody temporarily of two of their children. Uh, y'all, this video online on Instagram, watch it if you if you can. Trigger warning: it's extremely devastating and heartbreaking. Um, and you see the seizure of of two different kids, um, particularly the seizure of their newborn daughter. Asked, I mean, this is an infant. Um, by local authorities. It's very, very sad to watch. Um, some of the facts are this. The uh, season seven alum of American Idol and her partner uh, have lost custody temporarily of two children. First, first, 18-month-old son, uh, whose name is uh, Amin Ra. Mm-hmm. And then right shortly thereafter, in a separate incident, this is what really makes this feel very devastating, um, their daughter, um, who was just a brand newborn, was also also taken away. Extremely sad. Um, this couple has started a GoFundMe page, and on that page, you know, you'll see some more of these details. They they say this on March eleventh of twenty twenty one. So this is earlier this year. Their son. So this is the eighteen month old Amin Ra was forcibly taken from us by Child Protective Services. Now they claim that they were taking the child. Because we, the parents, uh, refused a B12 shot that was a matter of life and death, which is an absolute lie. So they're yeah. disputing it. They say, we never refused a B12 shot. And at no point was he on the verge of death. Our son was then placed with a foster family without interviewing qualified relatives or family uh, friends of our family for placement while they investigate. He was later moved to another caretaker. At the time of being taken from us, he was 15 months old. I had recently discovered I was pregnant. My milk supply got low. I went to John Hopkins All Children's Hospital to get some help, but I was forced, uh, but forcibly left without my baby. Um, awful, 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 terrible, terrible, terrible. And then, then later, after her son was taken in the way she described. She says that her newborn daughter asked, okay, uh, was captured. And when we saw this and it's an hour long yeah. video on Instagram, you can see it uh, where they were basically pulled over by law enforcement. And then law enforcement detains them saying that they've got an order to um, secure the child. The child protective services is going to be on en route. And once they get there, they will have to relinquish the child and negotiate in terms of then the, what it what that looks like then because you see in the video doesn't of course the mother um, mm-hmm. asking could she stay with her newborn daughter because she's breastfeeding yeah um, and they say well that's between you and child protective services and you know even the way the traffic stop was done mm-hmm. um, just feels you know uh, frankly illegal to me because there's only certain ways in which one can be stopped and searched. Um, according to the Fourth Amendment, this is being designated, at least according to uh, the, the mother, Makata, uh, as a surprise welfare check. Um, I would need more facts to really be able to substantiate that. Yeah. At best, Dustin is suspicious. At best, Dustin is suspicious. Uh, but this is what, what she says about that check. Uh, this is on the GoFundMe page. On August 1st, I gave birth at home to our beautiful, happy, and healthy baby girl. She ushered in so much peace to our hearts. We named her Ast, which means the gathering coming together. On August 11th, while we were on our way to the sheriff's office, okay, so interesting, they were already on their way to the sheriff's office to do a wellness check. 
We were surrounded by flashing lights and armed officers who unjustly took Ast from me on the side of the road, exposing her to all kinds of dangers with all these dangers around her. Now, I can't bond with my new baby girl and meditate with her on my chest. I can't hold my newborn daughter whenever she cries or give her the breast milk that my body has produced for her very existence. Mm. Her body feels when she is hungry, but I don't get to experience the joy of feeding her. I'm missing the most tender moments of her life. This is a nightmare in every second of this day until they bring our babies home. Let me just take a beat and and get your take on on all of this, Dustin. How does this land for you? There's got to be more information that mm-hmm. that will will make this kind of uh, tie together or make sense for us. What the hell is going on with these people? Are literally just taking these you know this couple's children away from them. I have not read anything that said that there were circumstances or situations present which would require or, or make this make sense. It literally seems like they're fucking with her and her, her partner because they do things differently than mm. what most people do. You can hear from um, the account that she posted where she said that she, she can't hold her baby and meditate. And she right. mentioned the names that were so unique, which I think asked is a beautiful name. I've never even heard of that before, but that's gorgeous for a little girl. Um, but obviously I'm in rise. The son's name, she describes him as her S U N not S O N. So there's something, someone working against them because they're doing things differently, differently. Excuse me. I need to know more background on this and, and see what has been going on with Saisha Mercado since American Idol, because I, apparently I've missed a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah. we all missed a lot. Season seven was quite a while ago, but yeah, I mean, I, I concur. It's It feels like because they are doing things differently, to your mm-hmm. point, right? having a home birth, things of this Yeah. Nature. My instinct, and again, a lot more facts coming out, but just my instincts, Dustin, says that they are being over-policed, mm-hmm. right? It feels like they are being over-policed because they are electing to do things differently. Now, is there a scenario where doing things differently endangers the child? That's yes. Possible. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. possible. But absent more facts, to your point, D, I don't know of any fact that has been articulated thus far in the reporting that would lead me to understand the justification there you go. for actually seizing both, not one, both of these little babies um, from their home. This feels really, 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 really abrupt. It feels extremely aggressive. It feels very heavy handed is, mm-hmm. is the feeling that I'm getting from this. Um and, you know, I'm already sensitive. I think we all are, Dustin, when you see an over-policing, a heavy-handedness of authority, mm-hmm. law mm-hmm. enforcement towards Black people in this country, um, because that's the very nature of policing, is to keep Black people in place, in order, in um, in, in in the obedience of, of white standards. I mean, that's the, I don't care what your opinion is. That yeah. is the very nature of the origin of policing in America. Okay. Yeah. And for patrols. That's the history. That's the history. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar, look at the fuck up. Right. That is the history of policing. Now, I'm not saying there have not been evolutions, but that is the knee jerk history that is the origin of what American policing comes from. Yes. So when I see this, Dustin, you know, I see these white officers, and, and they could be black officers because now the institution of policing has has taken form as such that it doesn't matter the the race, lens, or color of the individual officer. It is the cultural lens of policing now that's at play, right? That's right. That feels uh, an axe on a mandate to keep Black folks in place. So to your point, if they feel that this young mother and her partner, her, her the father of these children, are, quote, out of order as to how they dictate parenting should look, then you've got a situation where this becomes uh, becomes a, a scenario where one can see how it plays out. Um, yeah. I, I do want to, though, talk a little bit about legal standards of child abuse and concern because every state is different. But Florida is one of the states that goes really far. And what I mean by that is it actually requires an affirmative duty to if one, anybody, okay, any, any person out there suspects or has any concern that any child for any reason is being abused and or neglected, you actually, in the state of Florida, Dustin Ross, have an affirmative duty to report it. Not mm-hmm. uh, not say something if you want to. No, I'm going to read this to you verbatim. Right. Florida law requires that any person in Florida who knows or has reasonable cause to suspect 
That's a really broad standard. That a child is being abused, neglected, or abandoned by a parent, legal custodian, caregiver, or other person responsible for the child's welfare must, and that is in bold in this statute, immediately report that knowledge or suspicion to the Florida Abuse Hotline of the Department of Child and Families. Uh, the penalty, catch this, the penalty for failing to report is a felony of the third degree. Mm. There's also penalties for failing to report known or suspected child abuse and neglect. So I'm telling you that to say that um, I'm very curious as to who it would, who the whistleblower here was, right? right. Who, who said something, because something was said to somebody for them to even have um, this woman and her children on their radar. So I'm wondering who said what. I want to know what exactly was the allegation. I'm, I would be very surprised if it was just around this B12 shot. Yeah. The only thing so far being cited that feels. Mm, feels like B, B12 sounds like BS to me. Yeah. Okay. It's, right. There's more here, Ebony. There's, there's more. There's got to be more here. And then I am concerned, suspicious, and curious around the fact that no family member or friends were interviewed to take these children in because that is normally the first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is a decision that says further investigation is required to, to return the parent, the, excuse me, the children to the parents. So maybe uh, Saisha and, and her partner needed to be investigated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, my heart breaks for her, but frankly, my, my, my real concern is the children. So perhaps that investigation is proper. In that case, where are the cousins, the mothers, the grandparents, the this, the that, the family friends? The fact that at least according to Saisha's allegations, Dustin Ross, there was none of that. Um, I need more facts around that too. Yeah. If, if that is indeed the case, why not? Why yeah, not? there's something else going on here, but God bless them. And I do hope that, you know, if they're fit, competent parents, they get their damn babies back. Their baby was 11 days old, Ebony. That's why, which is really wild. Crazy in the hands of all these damn police and, and, and services and CPS and shit during COVID. Oh, right. It's crazy. So, because that's kind of my take, again, with a lot of missing facts here. I only wanted us to do this story because I do want people to know what some of the affirmative duties are if you do suspect child abuse. If you see Mm -hmm. something, you say something. You see a kid with a bruise, you see something like that. Don't just be sitting around turning your head like it's 1985. No. You need to say something because you don't know what is going on in that home. And especially, you know, I I get real sensitive around this, Dustin, you know, especially during covid Mm-hmm. One of the things that people aren't thinking about is, you know, these stay-at-home orders are great for some people. More time with family, more time with your loved ones, more child for 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 the abused. It's, it's danger. Yeah. For the abused, school was the only place they were safe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So keep that in mind, y'all. So prayers up uh, to anyone that does not have safety in the home. Prayers up uh, to to this young couple, Saida. What's her name? Saida. Saisha. Mm-hmm. Saisha. Saisha. Mm-hmm. Prayers up to Saisha and, and her partner. And in terms of, like you said, Dustin, if they're fit and competent and healthy parents, I pray they get their children back expediently. Um, if, if, if there's challenges, um, I pray that they get the support and help they need as young parents um, to, to make sure that they can re- return their family to, to an intact formation where it's safe and wonderful and thriving for everybody involved. Um, yeah. That's our prayer. I want to move on to Tory Lanez. Um, okay, really so we're going down. <laughs> what you, what'd you say? That's <laughs> we're going down. All right. We're moving, right. We're moving we're on down. From bad to worse here in the reporting on Holding Court. Um, <laughs> so I, I do hate talking about Tory Lanez, but I have to because we, we brought it up a few episodes ago that he might, might, might be in violation of his protective order. And now mm-hmm. we have to report to you, jurors, he is indeed found in violation. Okay. Prosecutors, yep. I, I, we suspected this, but Dustin, both of us called this. Prosecutors have now ruled formally that Tory Lanez has violated Meg the Stallion's order of protection against him. Uh, we, we know where this stems from, the alleged shooting that took place last summer, Meg didn't say anything for a minute. Then she came out and said, no, he shot me and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Allegedly, uh, her and her uh, female friend that were in the car and kind of recognized that maybe they were both having some type of relationship with Tori. Long story short, Meg says that she was shot twice in the foot and it was Tori Lanes that did it. That is the allegation. That's it. Uh, 
That's it. Tory ended up pleading not guilty in like November of 2020. Uh, he was released on a bond, like about $190,000 of bond. That's his pretrial release conditions. And another condition of pretrial release, Dustin, was for him to always stay at least 100 feet, excuse me, at least 100 yards away from Megan. Let me, let, me, let me just slow down. Let's talk about pretrial release conditions, okay? It's just that. It means that your pretrial release, meaning your ability to stay outside of bars, outside of confinement, pretrial, is conditional. Mm. I'm going to say it again. It's conditional. It's not absolute. You don't just get to be out in the streets amongst civilians before your trial. And, and this is interesting because I want to tell you why it's like this, y'all. Because some of you might be thinking, well, I don't understand why there has to be conditions anyways, because isn't he innocent until proven guilty? Well, yes, 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 yes. We are all innocent until we are proven guilty in a court of law. So one might think, Dustin, that prior to a conviction, you should be free anyway. Doesn't work like that. No. Right. Because the courts have a duty to say, but you might be. Basically, is what the court's saying. Right, okay, right. we're not going to condemn you to uh, confinement necessarily, but we are going to have to put some conditions on your freedom because there is reason to believe. That's why you have a pretrial hearing uh-huh. where the judge listens to evidence. How dangerous might you be among civilians? And the judge in Tory's case said, "What we're going to give you is." 190,000 bond, which says for $190,000, you get that back when you come to court. That's mm-hmm. how that goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, that's why that number for some people can be a million dollars. For some people, that's $10 million. For some people, it's $200. Right. It's, here's the financial incentive for you to come back to court and answer for your charges. Okay. $190,000. Great. The more important pretrial release for Tory's ass, though, was this 100-yard requirement, requirement to stay away from Meg the Stallion. We know that they both perform at the Rolling Loud Festival. Mm-hmm. Dum 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 diddy. Okay, yep. because you knew Meg was going to be there, Tori, and who didn't? Didn't the baby or somebody dumbass bring him out? He did. Yes, he did. And, and more dumbness from him. Um, and Tori's Tori's extra dumbass went, and now that's what the uh, prosecutor is basing this uh, violation on. Now let's let's talk about pretrial release violations. They happen all the time. What happens when that occurs is then you got to go back to court. And now the same judge you were probably in front of that set conditions for you to not be in jail pre-trial, that judge is probably going to have an attitude with you. Why? Because they're going to say, now listen, I was nice enough to not lock you up indefinitely until trial, which could right. happen. That could happen. I gave you a couple of ways to stay out of jail until you come to trial to answer for your charges. And now you've disrespected my conditions. That's yeah. typically how this works. So what can happen now, Dustin? Um, he's going to have to go back and have this, this violation hearing um, because he's been violated. Uh, the court has scheduled a contempt hearing. It's going to be on this Thursday. Now, Tory's team, and I want to talk about Tory's team because he got a good ass team now. He ain't that dumb. Sean Holly is uh, one of his is his leading uh, legal uh, defense lawyer. Sean mm-hmm. Holly is the shit, y'all. I I've been in, in all. This is a woman that has served as a role model to me. Uh, she has represented you know everybody in the business. From so he got the best. Brown. He's got the best of the best. Okay. Now, we got Sean Holly. So what, whatever possible good outcome he can get, he will get. Okay. Because Sean Holly is the best. She's a very powerful black woman in the space. She's the best of the best. She's overqualified. Um, she's the best. All right. So uh, Sean Holly's on the case, and and she and her legal defense team are claiming that even though he and Megan were both at Rolling Loud, that he did stay the requisite 100 yards away. Obviously, prosecutors feel differently. Uh, what's he What's he looking at? He's looking at. Uh, one felony count each of assault with a semi-automatic firearm, and there's two of them. He's looking at personal use of a firearm and carrying a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Serious, serious felony. Mm-hmm. Yep. If he's convicted of all of them, Dustin, he can go to jail for 22 years. So, not, not cute. That's now he's, um, he's denied continuously uh, any involvement in this. He said it publicly. He said it in music. Um, 
you know, he's just saying it, it, it wasn't me, basically. But what I can tell you is that he's got this contempt hearing on Thursday. We will see what the judge decides. I don't expect him to be locked up necessarily, although that could happen. The mm -hmm. judge can say your pretrial release is revoked indefinitely. You're going to have to sit in jail until you go to trial. That could happen. I don't think that's going to happen here. I think instead what they're going to do is probably double his bond. Okay. Right. And so now you got to put up another two or three and maybe triple it. You know, he's going to have to put up more money to show an exercise of good faith got to it. say you're going to be on better behavior as you are still released until your trial date. Now, it seems to me like he would be trying to avoid any and all connections to this case to that that would make him look as if he did what he's being accused of doing in the first place and right. if you're a person who has a this order is in place you know you're not supposed to be near her mm. why would you even risk it by going to the festival in the first place there are so many other festivals to be a part of there are rolling loud festivals in other cities mm. that he could have been a part of there's mm. no reason to do this unless that was his intention in the first damn place was to go to the edge, irritate her, you uh -huh. know, antagonize her. And mm -hmm. so you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Now your ass got to deal with these courts and shit because mm. you, you are being careless and not taking this situation or yourself seriously enough. So you think I feel sorry for that uh, person, I'll say. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel sorry for him at all. No, no, and I don't think he deserves anybody's sympathy because of what you just said. I mean, even if you're factually innocent, let's just go with that, okay? You understand the charges that you face. It's been made very clear to you. I know Sean Holliden did her damn job. You know what you're looking at. You're looking at 22 years, sir, okay? Yeah. You have an upcoming court date. It's unclear ex exactly when the date is, but it is coming up. Up until that court date, if you don't stay your ass in the motherfucking house, sit down, perform only when it is totally within bounds of your pretrial conditions. But you see, th th here's I'm going to say this and then I'm going to be done with it. OK. When you are, are in, a, in the system and you are in the system, sir, Tory Lanez, whether mm -hmm. you famous, rich, don't want to be, want to be, it don't matter. You are in the system right now. You have a pending upcoming court date which involves several serious felonies that could put you behind bars for 22 years. I don't think people be understanding this shit, okay? You are in the system. It is very serious. Whether you or not, to your point, Dustin, he takes it seriously, the shit is serious. You really have one job and one job only up and until that court date. That is to not aggravate your circumstances. Mm -hmm. So you know you've got pretrial conditions. You know you shouldn't be doing this. You know you shouldn't be here or there. Simply respect it. Respect it and do everything you can to abide by those pretrial conditions. I promise you, this goes for everybody listening, y'all. Whether you're waiting on a DUI court date, you're waiting on a shoplifting court date, you're waiting on a, a divorce court date. I mean, this is not just criminal. You know no. what I mean? Any court date you are waiting on, what you want to do when that court day comes is you want to look like the best fucking person ever to the judge. Exactly. How do you do it? Trust me, it will lead you favor. Now, maybe it shouldn't, but I've been there. Judges love people that make their jobs easier. So when you do what the fuck they tell you to do, if you're, if you're, if you're waiting on a, a DUI trial, for instance, and you know you're supposed to go get an alcohol assessment, get the damn assessment. That's it. Okay? If you know you're not supposed to be smoking weed while you wait on your court date because you're going to be piss test, don't smoke weed. Stop trying mm -hmm. to game the system. Mm -hmm. Just wait three months, six months, whatever, and then smoke all the weed you want to. Seriously. It's that yeah, simple. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting hyped because, you know, when I was um, working as a defense lawyer, Dustin, it's like I'm doing everything in my power to give you a good outcome, whether that's a, a not guilty at trial, whether that's a pretrial dismissal because I'm back channeling with the prosecutor saying your, your evidence is weak, going and dismiss this, you know you don't have a case, or I'm just working out a, a deal where you can earn a dismissal by doing your service, making sure you're, 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 you're paying your fees. You and I can't even do my fucking job because my client is over here working against their own interest. See what I mean? Ridiculous. Corey. Ridiculous, immature. How small of you, Tori? No, I'm just playing. But how, <laughs> it's just ridiculous, though. For real. It's ridiculous. And I can't believe he's being this stupid. But 
Then again, yes, I can, because he wouldn't be in this position in the first damn place if he made better decisions and choices. So there you have it. Right. So he's he's actually being rather consistent. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it on Tory, y'all. He got an upcoming court date, but as soon as this Thursday, a judge is going to decide what to do with his ass as a terms that the prosecutors have deemed him in violation, in in an absolute direct violation of a court order that required him to stay 100 yards away from Megan the Stallion. He violated. Now he's in violation. We'll see what the judge is going to do. We'll keep you posted on holding court. All right, y'all, listen, we're going to take us a quick break. We're going to pay some bills because we're not going to be in violation. Isn't that right? Okay. Hell no. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We had a lot more holding court coming up in a second. All right, y'all, welcome back to Holding Court. This is a, uh, we're going to hit this and quit this little story, but it was important for me to bring it up because there are some people out there, Dustin, that really don't understand what are called um, affirmative defenses in the law. So this, okay. this thing is called <laughs> what is and what is not an affirmative defense. Okay. This got to do with your friends, uh, Erica <laughs> and Safari. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the company we keep, huh? Right, right, right. Coming in hot. Uh, so it's all over social media. I'm sure y'all have all seen the post where um, whew, uh, Love and Hip Hop stars Erica Mina and Safari uh, looks like, you know, they, they had this really gorgeous wedding. What was that? Maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave birth to, you know, one beautiful child. She's currently pregnant. She just gave birth. She had it. No, she had yeah, it. They have a son and That's daughter right. now. Mm-hmm. He had the baby and I don't know, the baby was like in, in NICU or something for a little bit. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So now basically two two children uh, with this married couple. Right. Now the, the couple is currently estranged because of some infidelity claims and things like that. The point of the legal story though that I'm covering today is this. Erica Mina has come out and publicly admitted, and this is according to actual documentation in courts, uh, obtained by TMZ, shout out to TMZ, where Erica has admitted to damaging uh, several thousand of dollars worth of property um, of her estranged husband, Safari. Now, some claims uh, Safari says that the dollar amount is around $30,000 worth. Uh, Erica disputes that. Here's the issue. Here's the here's the legal issue. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Erica is admitting to have damaged his property. That part she admits. And she says she did it, Dustin, because of numerous acts of infidelity. Um, okay. 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 Now let's go back to Safari for one second, and then we're going to break it down. Safari claims, again, that the, the dollar amount of destroyed property is about 30000 That's not a little bit. Okay. She, mm-hmm. He says that this includes her pouring bleach on several pairs of high-end sneakers, cutting the laces. This is so ghetto. Up. Pouring paint, um, the exhaust of two of his motorcycles and damaging some of his other motorbikes, all of which supposedly happened. He says that she did this stuff when she was eight months pregnant. Um, And this was all two days after Erica filed for divorce from this man back in May. Now, I'm old enough to remember um, when there were aspects of the culture Mm -hmm. that felt that this was what they called like, like, like street justice. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we saw it with Left Eye. Yeah. Justin Peace Queen. And yes. um, what's that? Was it Andre? Andre Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Who played uh, in the NFL. Yes. If you're not as old as Dustin and I, you might have to Google this. But this <laughs> woman set this man's whole goddamn house on fire. Yeah. Um, what she was trying to do, uh, at least according to uh, reporting coming from her defense team, she was just she was actually trying to pull an Erica Mena. She was trying to just light some sneakers on fire in the bathtub. But, but it, the shit went left, and literally this entire mansion, which I mean, I remember it visually. It was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That thing had to be 12,000 square feet. I mean, it was a mess. For sure, it was huge. Huge estate. And it burnt to the damn ground. Yes, it did. And, and Lisa left I Lopez, she had to face charges for that. Yeah. You know? He was convicted of that. And Her iconic mugshot. That's where we got the iconic mugshot, mugshot photo. Mm-hmm. She's just such a beautiful girl. Yeah. But the point is, is we're going to see if, if Erica Mina's ass gets an iconic mugshot. Because my, my lesson to you ladies is this. These men, many of them are trifling as fuck. And I totally understand the urge to say, you've broken my heart. You've played with my feelings. You've, you know, you've misled and deceived me. I, I want to hurt you the only way I know how. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to come for your stuff, right? Whether it's sneakers, bike, slashing cars, um, busting tires, egging cars, slashing tires, keying cars, all the things, all the those, you know, typically women crimes that yeah. come after infidelity. I just want to say for the record, and this is common sense, but I just had to say this, Dustin, because there's too many people of a certain age that thinks that thinks that infidelity, he fucked over me, he cheated on me, he had a baby on me. They think that's actually an affirmative defense that they can go to court with. Oh, I, I, you cannot. No, I'm serious. You cannot. <laughs> the judge does not give a damn that he fucked your best friend. The judge doesn't give a damn that he fucked your bridesmaid. The judge doesn't care that he had two babies on you. While you were also pregnant. The judge cares about the law. The judge cares about the law. And what you need to do when those things happen, ladies, is you just got to leave, get the hell on. <laughs> that's it. That's all you, you can to. do. That's I, it. I, this is just a bunch of stuff that's none of our damn business. So it feels um, weird that we're being unloaded. You know, we're, we're getting all this information thrown at us. I don't give a damn about what's going on in their house. I don't care about him cheating on her and neither does the judge. This is a total waste of time. It's a total waste of resources. People, you know, they have to pay the quirks to go through all this shit now when it's really nothing. It's petty and stupid. He, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's just so ridiculous. It is. It going is. On. But, but here's the, here's the gag too. I was like, wait, why did I put the story in the like, I know why, because Erica um, got some bad advice. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she, destroyed fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of his shit. What you never do is admit it. Hello. <laughs> and see that's that's the issue, ladies. I think sometimes as women, or I mean this obviously men do this petty shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whoever the harmed party is, we'll say the emotionally harmed party is, mm-hmm. you think that you believe it in these old school street justice ways and you're sitting here, you know, when they're collecting statements, right? Because that's how this starts. I can imagine how this started. He probably came home, saw his shit on fire. Oh my God, oh my God. Call the police. Police come. Erica might've still been on the scene. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, They're taking statements and she probably made what we call in the law, a statement against her own interest where she said, well, he was fucking around and then I did it. No, 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 no. I don't give a fuck what you did. I definitely don't give a fuck why you did it. What you do not do under any circumstances, y'all, is make a statement against your own interests. You better uh, act like you understand this following phrase. I plead the Fifth Amendment. Hello. So I'm not telling you to lie, because I would never I would never do that. No. <laughs> what I'm telling you to do <laughs> is plead the Fifth Amendment. You have an absolute constitutional right to refrain from making statements against one's own legal interest. So you should never, ever in a million years be making a statement of admission of any kind. And that apparently is what Erica Mina did, and it is legally ill-advised. Well, it speaks also to her character, because if we're being honest, Erica Mina, Mina, excuse me, it's Mina or Mina, Mina, I believe, but Erica Mina has always been a narcissist. She's always been completely self-absorbed and thought that she was literally above the law. In this mm. instance, it's a literal circumstance, but generally she just applies that to the way that she lives her life. And mm. so I'm not surprised that she would be aloof enough to mm. admit to committing a fucking crime and expect for the judge who don't know her. I don't know why she thinks the judge is her friend or her homegirl or whoever. Right. She expects the judge to say, OK, girl, you know what? He wasn't shit, so don't even worry. Right, right. That's, That's not right. how any of this works, Ebony. Not, of it. not how this works. And I'm going to tell you what made it worse. Erica's ass, allegedly, I mean, I, I haven't seen this myself, but according, mm-hmm. I guess, to the reporting, um, has screenshot what appears to be a confirmation that she sent $4,000, I don't know if she cashed out to do to what, to Safari, and then, oh my God, and then put on the subject line to replace your sneakers. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and anybody else that's non-binary identifying mm-hmm. that is listening to this story. Mm-hmm. That right there is what you call a full-on admission of guilt. It will be used against you in the court of law. Believe that shit. She would have been better off. Let me tell you some things. Let me tell you two things she could have done that would have been better off. She would have been better off dropping a bag of cash in front of his doorstep and and ringing a doorbell and running away. Mm -hmm. Or, Or 
she could have cashed out him $4,000 and in the memo, instead of saying some dumb shit like to replace your sneakers, which is an admission of guilt, yeah. what she should have said was, because I love you. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Y'all got to move better. Like, this is not the look. Like this. Seriously. Seriously. Because on a good, here's why. I know some of y'all are probably listening to this like, Eb's doing too much and she doing too Because it's probably fine. It might be fine today. Today, Safari might say, you know what? It's cool. I did. I ain't shit. So it's cool. And I'm just going to take this $4,000 and chalk it up to the game. And as Dustin would say, keep it player. That could work on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But then on Friday, he might be sitting around thinking about it, talking to his boys about it and being like, you know what? That's some fuck shit. You know, she still owes me, according to this math, his accusation and what she gave. She still owes me $26,000. Yeah. And I want the rest of my money. And now he gets to go to law enforcement and 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 have a complaint and then use her receipt and admitted documentation that has been obtained by TMZ and say she actually went ahead and admitted that she did this, Your Honor. And now these are the receipts for everything she actually owes me. So far, she has given me um, restitution because that's what that is, $4,000 worth of restitution. Yeah. She's given me $4,000 of restitution. And I really, really would love for the court to enforce a, a remaining balance of $26,000 to complete my restitution. Yeah. He could do that. And it's, and it's and you can't even argue with it because it's right there. Like, well, you gave him all the evidence. Yeah. All right. Mm. Y'all do better. Please. Erica Mina, sis, I don't know you. You, you know, pretty girl. Mm-hmm. Gotta do better. Got to do better. All right. It's too much, Dustin. <laughs> All right, listen, we're going to take another quick break, y'all. We're going to pay our bills because we don't believe in a restitution around here. Mm-hmm. And we've got some more holding court coming up for you after this. All right, y'all, welcome back to holding court. Uh, we want to wrap up with this story that's um, a lot of people sent this to me, Dustin, because they really wanted our breakdown of exactly what happened here. Mm-hmm. A black man who used to work for Tesla. Uh, the car company, of course, he was awarded a a little over a million dollars. Why did he get this money? Well, he got this money because Tesla failed to stop this man's supervisors with an S supervisors from calling Mm. him the N word. Uh, We got this story uh, from black enterprise, but it's being reported by several outlets brother by the name of Melvin Berry. He was hired at the Northern California Tesla plant back in 2015. He apparently, uh, you know, was was very consistent in saying that he had a couple different um, instances and one particular supervisor that would use the N-word frequently, frequently. Um, And then when uh, Mr. Melvin Berry said something to this supervisor, confronted him about his frequent use of the N-word, that the supervisor then retaliated, Dustin, and forced Mr. Berry to work longer hours with heavier equipment. Um, after this retaliation and punishment, punitive uh, shit he was being get, given and assigned, Mr. Barry quit after 18 months at Tesla. Now, all of this went to arbitration. And this is not surprising because a lot of times in these employment situations, upon being hired, you have to sign. Otherwise, enter into an agreement that says before you can go to litigation, you got to start at arbitration. OK, it's called the arbitration clause. Mm-hmm. You probably are the one right now with your job and don't even know it. Mm-hmm. OK. So anyways, they go to arbitration. The arbitrator, um, a woman by the name of Elaine Rushing, she said in her decision that she found Tesla, the company, liable because the racial issues were perpetrated by Barry's supervisor. Okay, She wrote this. Case law is clear that one instance of a supervisor directing the N-word at a subordinate is sufficient to constitute severe harassment. Yes. And I like that. I like that rule. I like that rule. I like that law. No tolerance. Exactly. Yeah. And Mr. Barry said this uh, in a statement to Bloomberg uh, media outlet. He says, I hope the world knows that an arbitrator found Tesla treats its employees like this. He went on to say that uh, he's taking time off to focus on his mental health because he still hasn't gotten over the healing process. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that's true. I mean, that is extremely triggering. Um, that 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 evokes all kinds of trauma. For sure. PSD and all things like it. So uh, many prayers, a million dollars after he pays his lawyer and um, other ta- and taxes. 
Because that's, that's how that works. I remember a million dollars is not a million dollars. Mr. Barry not getting no million dollars. Mr. Barry is paying one third of that to his attorney. Mr. Barry is paying one third of that to the United States government. And Mr. Barry is going to get about 300,000 and some change, which is fine. But shit, after he pays for therapy for a couple of years. He's broke. Right. That's not enough money. I, I, not. I didn't want to say that because it's not always about the dollar amount to me. But this, in this case, the dollar amount represents the damage that was done to him. And it mm-hmm. just isn't enough money. He should have gotten more money than this. So um glad that Tesla was held accountable and there was some sort of um, consequence for this. But it just was a slap on the wrist, really, for them. It is. It, it, right. Because a million dollars ain't nothing to Tesla. Nothing. Nothing. Especially, and I did not know this. Apparently, what happened to Mr. Uh, Barry is sim- sim- symbolic, rather, of a whole fucked up culture over there, Tesla. Now, again, this is according to Bloomberg's reporting. This ain't my opinion. This is right. Bloomberg's mm-hmm. reporting, right? They say the black employees at Tesla have complained for years that the company turns a blind eye to commonplace use of the N-word and was slow to clean up graffiti with swastikas and oh, other nah. symbols put all over common areas. What the fuck kind of shit? No, nah, hell no. Nah. This is not... This This is not cool. Check this out, Dustin. This is the New York Times. So this is like multiple high credible sources fucking telling on Tesla. New York Times reported back in 2018, another former black employee, a brother by the name of Owen Diaz, describes experiencing racist taunts and again, seeing those swastikas painted in the bathrooms. Diaz said this. He says that you'll hear, hey boy, come here. N-I-G-G-E-R, you know all of this. When you're just looking at me and you ask yourself at some point, where is my line? See. And I want to stop there, Dustin. He, he said something that is very um, very pal- palpable to me. Mm-hmm. Where is my line? And I think every last one of us, every last one of us does that. You, me, and everybody listening to this, we have all found ourselves in a situation in a workplace where you know some fuck shit is going on. Sometimes mm-hmm. it reaches the level of, of the N-word. Sometimes it's a swastika. Sometimes it's just, you know, call, calling you lazy or angry or some other microaggression that really is just a, fluck, a fucking aggression. You know, I don't even really like the term microaggression. It softens the blow. Yeah, it does. Anyway, y'all know when the fuck shit be happening. And when it happens, we each have to ask ourselves this horribly unfair question, which is, where is my line? That's what Owen Diaz says. And every single day, Dustin, we have to make a decision about where our line is. How much am I going to eat today? How much am I going to suck up today? Mm-hmm. And when I suck it up, am I making it worse for the person that comes behind me? Yeah. Because that's my inquiry every day. So as you might imagine, I'm at a place in life and I get to do this because of the platforms that I occupy. I'm not really sucking up much of nothing. My line is my line. My boundary is my boundary. And, you know, of course, I'm referring to what you're seeing on Real Housewives of New York. You say some fuck shit to me. I'm going to call you on it. I'm not trying to hurt you. What I'm trying to let you know is that's some fuck shit and stop it. Yeah. Stop it against me and stop it for anybody that looks like me because time is up on that fuck shit. Straight up. Straight up. I agree 100 percent, Ebony. And there is the line that you have to define for yourself. But I'm just not taking no shit no more. This is time out for all of that. And I'm yeah. not going to work every day getting called niggers. No. OK, from nobody, let alone my damn supervisor. Full yeah, I'm stop. I'm not getting called that. I'm not getting called angry. I'm not getting called articulate. None of that I'm shit. Getting called special. I'm not getting called not that black. And I'm if you don't believe called- me. Watch right. Roni season 13, honey, because my dear friend, Ebony K. Williams, been handling her business, not in a confrontational way, not in a way that is threatening to anyone, simply giving information to those that were lacking it. That That's what you've been doing. So masterclass and how to set the damn line for yourself. Yeah, it's just about okay. that. That's all it is. You know, for those wondering and, and a lot of, um, you know, I guess I'm in my feelings this morning, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of us. Right. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of our people, a lot of black and brown folks, you know, feel away about my insistence on um, holding the line. You know, why can't you let some things slide? And why is it always got to be this? Well, it doesn't always have to be a goddamn thing. But when my castmates make ignorant, disrespectful fucking statements, 
and execute aggressions against me and mine. That's my line. And why are people afraid of that? Like, why is that uncomfortable for you as a black person to watch someone else address stuff on television that needs to be addressed? I'll tell you why, because you're embarrassed mm -hmm. that you've been letting those things slide. Mm -hmm. And now that you've seen how easily, you know what I mean? Without not being peaceable. Okay. But once you see how easily this can be addressed and corrected, they feel ashamed and embarrassed. And now they want to say, well, no, she's doing too much. No, she's not. Your ass ain't doing enough. And you've been letting these people slide <clears throat> with all these things that are the reason why we're in a state uh, where supervisors feel comfortable calling mm -hmm. their employees the N-word at Tesla because people mm -hmm. haven't been setting that boundary and lying for themselves and holding the world accountable for being a better place. That's really what it is. So, oh, well. Yeah, that's what it is, Dustin. I think that point you made at the end, and I thank you for that, is it really what's really important here is that I don't think that these supervisors just come to work and just start dropping in bombs one day random. Mm -mm. This is a result of a progressional dynamic. Yes. Where we let little shit, and that's why, for those that want to know, okay, oh, she called you articulate. That's not the worst thing in the world. Now, fuck all that. That's right. Because when you start letting articulate slide or angry slide or this slide or pretty for a black yeah. girl slide or Next any of that. You know, you're a nigger at Tesla. Next thing you know, yeah. that's what it's going to be. So, I'm gonna be an N-word on the Upper East Side at a dinner party. Get the yeah. fuck out of here! And and now it's a problem. Yeah. Right. Come on, y'all. Mm. Oh well. Figure out where your line is. These are my parting words to all the jurors today. Every single one of y'all. Y'all gonna go to work today. Y'all gonna go in your classrooms. You're gonna go into boardrooms. You're gonna go into hospital rooms. You're going to go out into the world today. And I I I invite this with the utmost of compassion and empathy. Think about where your line is. Where is your line? Don't have to be my line. Ain't got to be Dustin's line. No. Nope. We got some hard lines. But just figure <laughs> out where your line is. Yeah. And hold it. Yeah. As my good Tesla figure out, hold the motherfucking line. Hold the line, baby. Require the respect that you deserve. And only you get to determine that. Yeah. Quite simple. Quite all right, that's all I got for the people today, Dustin. Um, y'all, <laughs> I want to thank y'all as always for listening to Holding Court. Um, the show is doing so well. Um, yes. Folks is out of control, and we know that's because of you, Dustin and I both. We thank you, and we revere you. you. So Follow much. us, yes. Please continue to subscribe, rate, tell your friends, put the word out. Um, we love it. Post us. Uh, we'll try to repost you yes, on Instagram stories and what the and, and Dustin be be live on the Twitter. You know, uh, <laughs> slow on the Twitch twit, but I'm working on it. So listen, hold your court. It comes to you from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media, presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio. Audio services provided by One of One Productions. Y'all be sure to check out Phelan M. They are amazing. They cut us this dope reel. Yes. Um, we're gonna put that on social media. They just they're they're just lit as fuck. Check Love them out. They're one of one productions.com. Uh next week, y'all, we're gonna be back in session with a brand new episode. Come back and see us. And in the meantime, uh Delta variant, y'all, is real. Don't play with it. Get vaccinated if you can. Wear your mask if you are indoors. Keep the faith, stay prayed up. And Dustin, what would you also like the people to do? Read their terms and please, please read your conditions. <laughs>